You know, it'd be nice if there was a God. That would kind of simplify life. You know, right and wrong would have real meaning. There'd be real purpose to life, which you've talked about. And if miracles happened and Jesus, well, really did come back to life, then there might be more to life than just living for the here and now. Heaven becomes a real possibility. Sounds good to me. Yeah, but that's just it. We've invented all of this to make ourselves feel good. I mean, I remember a professor at the university who made it real clear that faith is uh, just a psychological crutch for, quite frankly, weak people. And the stronger you are, uh, the less you need religion. Larry, I'd say it. It's possible that it's nothing more than just a psychological crutch. We want it to be true, so we invented it. That's possible. Just because somebody wants something to be true and gets a good feeling out of it doesn't make it true. Now, I'd have to add that that criticism applies not only to people who believe that there is a God, but to people who believe that there isn't a God. Aldous Huxley, in an article he wrote, said that He didn't want there to be a God because it would interfere with his sexual freedom and his moral choices. Now, that's revealing. But just because Huxley didn't want there to be a God doesn't mean that there's not one. All right. I think that's fair reversal. The second thing I would say is that just because we want something to be true and receive psychological benefit from it, well, that doesn't prove that it's not true. Someone who's having a horrible night and desperately wishes for morning to come, well, just because they want it to come doesn't mean that it's not going to come. So just because you want it to be true doesn't prove that it's true, but it doesn't prove that it's false either. The real question is, what is the object of one's faith? I've heard for years that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe. So what's with this object? I mean, why is the object important? Well, let me, let me illustrate it this way. There's a great story about two men who went hunting together in northern Minnesota. One of them was very experienced, and the other was an absolute greenhorn who didn't know what he was doing. The experienced woodsman realized an unexpected storm had suddenly developed and that if they didn't get back to the cabin by dark, they would probably die. He said they'd have to cut straight across the lake to get back to the cabin. Now, the novice was scared to death about crossing the lake, But his friend said, look, it's the dead of winter. This ice is 30 inches thick. They drive trucks across it. So he marched out boldly while his inexperienced friend tested the ice with his toe and was tentative the whole way. But they both made it safely. Well, three months later, the same pair went out to the same spot. And the novice, having walked on the ice three months prior, proposed they take a shortcut to get back home and cross the lake. Well, his experienced friend said, no way, the ice is thin now. The novice insisted, we did it before, we can do it again. So he set out and got a couple feet offshore, fell through, and had to be rescued. Now, in the first instance, his faith was weak, but the object was strong, and he made it. In the second instance, even though his faith was strong, it was in a weak object, and he didn't make it. So the object of our faith is as important as the faith itself— And it seems to me the ice story highlights the need to identify just what the object of our faith is. 
and then to test that object before putting our trust in it. If we don't look before we leap or step, we might just find ourselves drinking poison Kool-Aid in Guyana. All right, point well taken. But what is the object of your faith? Well, Larry, for a Christian, the object of his or her faith is Jesus Christ, that he lived, that he died on the cross and came back from the dead. If we examine that object, if the resurrection of Jesus really took place, like we were discussing a little bit ago, then our faith, no matter how strong, is in a solid object. And Jesus Christ is capable of doing what he promised. The idea of getting to heaven is a wonderful comfort as we face the certainty of our own death one day. If Jesus came back from the dead, if that really happened, then the comfort and peace we have is based on reality, a solid object, not just a wish and a hope. So really, the, the second question I asked you about, how are miracles possible? And in fact, this question, when everybody says that religion's just a psychological crutch, both of them seem to hinge on the resurrection. Yes. Uh, so tell me the name of that book again I'm supposed to read to get those proofs. It's called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. 